The whole purpose of Lent is to remind us to do what we're always supposed to do throughout the whole year. Three things, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the three we just heard about in our gospel reading, those three things we're required to do all year. Sometimes we think, you know what, I'm going to strive to be really holy during Lent. Easter comes, I can just live my life the way I want the rest of the year. Sometimes we can get into that mode, you know, we, we give up all kinds of things for Lent. We, we maybe go out of our way to pray a little more. We, we, give to, we give alms, you know, to the best we can. But then the rest of the year, we just kind of don't do much. I want to I speak about a few things now regarding prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. First of all, first of all, you notice that when Jesus speaks about it in our Gospel reading, the assumption is that the disciples are already doing it. He's not commanding them to fast, to pray, and to give alms. But he assumes they're already doing it, and therefore he, he tweaks it a bit. He tells them how to do it. Not to do it, but how to do it. Which is why he says then, when you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you. Meaning, don't, don't just tell everybody about it so that you can get their praise, but rather do it secretly. He also says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. You know, Don't pray like that so that you may be noticed by everybody else and then you become the center of attention. But rather, he says, go to, your inner, go to the inner room. Close the door and pray to your Father in secret. A number of the saints mentioned that's in one's heart. That you can be in the busiest... Walmart in the world, the, bus- the busiest mall, you could be at the airport, people going this way, that way, and you can be there in the inner room of your heart praying to God, and nobody knows it. Nobody knows it. Lent reminds us that's what we're supposed to do always. And then on to fasting. I don't think we have a problem with with the reason that Jesus gives here or the, he says when you, when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites I've never seen a person in my life who's fasted so much that they look gloomy I don't know about you <laughs> I've never seen that we probably have the opposite problem meaning we don't fast at all or we fast but we call it dieting you know we, we all know that we're supposed to to fast, every culture does it. Just our, our human nature tells us that even if we don't even believe in God or know God, we, we know we're supposed to fast. Because fasting is, is refraining from those things which can make us disordered. Refraining from those things, you know, or an overabundance of something, which then, if we have the overabundance of it, will bring a disorder within our lives. These three things, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, I want to I mention a, to you a few things you can do. I ordered a number of these Word of Among Us. There's a number of copies back there. What's in it is that it has all the daily Mass readings. So if you attend Mass every day, all those readings would be in here. As well as there's a nice little meditation. I want to encourage you to bring one of these home with you. Set some time aside every day during Lent and read a little bit. Read the scripture readings, read the meditation. Takes you ten minutes. That's something for you to do. On 
Wednesdays, so a week from today all the way till Good Friday, we're going to be having Stations of the Cross at 7 p.m. every Wednesday, followed then by Mass. That's another way that one can come into prayer a little more. Fasting. If, if your family was like mine when I was growing up, we oftentimes fasted from different types of food. You know, chocolate's the big thing. Maybe it was sugar, maybe it was something else. Um, sometimes it was you know, coffee, whatever, whatever it was. Those are all good things. And if, if your family does that, I want to encourage you to keep doing that if you can. But here are some things in our culture I think that we can really fast from that, that we oftentimes don't fast from. Maybe it's turn the television off for all of Lent. If you want to, if you don't want to count Sundays in that because Sundays are a little resurrection, you don't have to count Sundays. But throughout the week, refrain from television. That's something you could do. For my generation, it's deleting a few apps on the phone. <laughs> maybe it's deleting Twitter. Maybe it's deleting Facebook. Maybe it's deleting some favorite game. Um, I don't know what, it's, what it is, or if you have other gadgets. Deleting those applications. Or you could do this. Turn your phone to black and white for Lent. That's crazy. I've been doing this for, I don't know, three years. Someone told me about it. And I thought, huh, I'll, I'll see what it's like. You can actually do that. You can turn your phone to black and white. It's hard. It's hard because the stimulus that comes from, from these pictures, you know, or whether it's television, whatever it is, that stimulus, that color really does things to one's mind. It keeps one really focused into it. But if it's black and white, ah, whatever. That's something you could do. Maybe it's, as a family, say, no internet after 7 p.m. No internet. Or 8 p.m., whatever you set. Almsgiving. The whole point of, being, of giving alms is to be less attached to things. To be less attached to the stuff we have. First of all, money, but also it can be other things as well. Giving alms allows us to put others' needs before our own. There's two things that we could do for, for Lent. You guys are very familiar with the rice bowl. I, I think these were given out even before I was born, if I remember correctly. But I, growing up in Erratic, I, I always remember these during Lent. They're, they're deep, though, because you, you can set it there on the kitchen table, and then as you run off to the gas station, you want to buy yourself you know, a nice Coke, or you want to buy yourself a, a cup of coffee, or a candy bar, or some snack. And you say, you know what, I'm going to refrain from it. When you get home... You put those two dollars and fifty cents into the little, into the little box. Whatever it is, it could be a little more if you wanted. And then at the end of the month, this goes off to those who are who are in need. This coming Sunday, we're going to have the African Mission Appeal. There's a video with it. That's also a good cause. What is the African Mission Appeal? One of our priests in our diocese, Father David Mormon, he's actually in Africa right now in Kenya at a church there 
which is affiliated with our diocese. It's a mission church. We've been sending priests there. We've been sending missionaries there for I don't know how many years now. And, and what that does, it, it supports them. You'll see more about that in the video on Sunday. Some final points regarding the three of these. Use Lent as a way of building a good habit. Use this Lent as a way of building a good habit. If you find yourself speaking bad language, particularly taking God's name in vain, use this Lent as a way of making a good habit of not doing that. Speaking good English language. Lent is also an opportunity for married couples to build the habit of praying together. Or families to pray together. What greater way to bring God into one's life than as family members praying together to God? Husbands and wives, I really want to encourage you to do that. And then bring that to your children. Lend us an opportunity to, to build so many good habits that when Easter comes, we still have these good habits. When summer comes, when we all have the temptation to kind of put Jesus on the back burner and go off and do our stuff, you know, whatever it is, live our vacations by ourselves or skip Mass or, you know, I, I don't know what it is for you. But to build a habit of making God so much at the center of one's life that one immediately notices when he's not there. Or when one has put him aside, I should say. God's always there. But when one has pushed God aside. The most important thing, though, about Lent, it's an opportunity to receive God's mercy. We could pray 20 rosaries a day, fast all we want, give all kinds of money to others. But if we don't have a relationship with our Lord and understand His mercy, we will begin to think that our sin is bigger than Jesus. Lent is to remind us how merciful God is and how much He wants to give it to us. You have noticed since I arrived here that there's a lot more silence within the Mass. Some of, some of them, um, the parts were required to do other parts, um, there's a liberty where a priest could do it or not do it. A couple of the things that, that I really want to, to stress and one of the things that I've, I will be doing when I'm here is during communion time. You may have noticed that the communion song finishes earlier um, while Deacon Dan is cleansing the sacred vessels. The rubrics actually say that the music is, begins when the first person receives communion until the last person receives communion, and then it stops. However, there's the option of a meditation hymn, um, which, which is, is possible, but um, one of the things that I want to really encourage in you is after you have received Jesus in Holy Communion, after all, everyone has settled down and back in their pews, that take some silent time with Jesus. Take some silent time with Jesus and talk to him. Tell him how much you need his love, how much you need his mercy. And then something that we're doing just for Lent is we're not going to have a closing song. If 
Father Kovach did this in Wilson when I was up there, and I think a few other parishes do the same. Um, when, when Father Kovach told me that, I, I looked into the rubrics and I found out that the, there's no mention of a closing hymn ever in the rubrics. But every parish does it. So um, when, when the deacon says, go, it actually means we're supposed to go. <laughs> but we all, we all stay and then sing a song, which is fine. <laughs> But for during Lent, we're not going to, to sing a closing song. So I encourage you to, again, take a few moments of silence and then quietly process out of the church or, or leave at that point. <laughs>